Ladies and gentlemen, sports fans of all ages, it's our pleasure to present to you the newest name in Delaware sports and sports around the world, who has had absolutely no success in the real world, so he's dedicated his life to talking sports. He's known to be prickly and very opinionated. It's time to get in the huddle with your host, Coach Muddle. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the huddle. I'm your host, Coach Muddle, 422-2428. Be part of the show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just type it in and I pop up. And man, craziness this morning. Tons of craziness. Uh, Just to let everyone know, I had... A great interview earlier in the week with Coach JB, Jason Brown from, you'll know him from Netflix, Last Chance You. Had an awesome interview. And the powers to be didn't think it was appropriate to air because for me and 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 as you guys know you follow the show I, I I'm not a big edit guy I don't I don't you know it is what it is you know so because you hear this show it's the same thing I put up as the podcast there there's no I I don't cut and and paste and and do all this craziness it is what it is well you know they didn't think and and honestly. You know, I, I actually I thought about, you know, because if you watch Netflix, Last Chance You, you, you know, uh, Coach Coach Brown is pretty, pretty raw. And I thought, oh, man, I, I may have to only put it up. For a pie. But man, he was he was awesome. He didn't he didn't say anything inappropriate, anything that I felt like. Couldn't be aired here on the air. So. We've been going round and round. Needless to say, needless to say, I will have it up on CoachMuddle.com after the show. Uh, I'll get it all together, and I'll have it up there. And, you know, and I guess I have to get whatever I can get approved by the powers to be, which unacceptable to me. So, and, and I want to apologize because, you know, it kind of, it kind of blindsided me coming in this morning and, you know, should have got here early, should have got, should have been here a little early. My bad. I decided it was, you know, to go out, have a few beverages and uh, a few turned into a few too many. So running a little late. And had I been here in time to fight it, it would have been on. Uh, so my bad on me. And I apologize to everybody out there. 422-2428. Be part of the show. Got Nevada Nick coming up later who has been absolutely on fire. 5 and 0. Oh, 
five and zero oh in the last two weeks. I mean, and he just keeps saying he's warming up for football, baby. So as we had preseason action uh, starting on Thursday night, uh, all the local teams in action, and you're you're gonna hear it. Here's my take, because oh my God, now. You know, Daniel Jones booed at Yankee Stadium. Now, all of a sudden, why bother starting Eli? Why bother even just cut him now? I mean, but yet, the man won two Super Bowls. And how everybody rallied around him, myself included, when the other coach, Benched him for Geno Smith, by the way. Otherwise, you know, he'd have one of the longest streaks in NFL history. And how the fan base rallied around him then. And honestly, this storm is the fault of one man. And one man only with that New England accent. You know who I'm talking about, Dave Gettleman. You know who I'm talking about. It's your fault because you didn't map out the plan for us. You treat us like a bunch of little idiots. Like we don't know any better. That we're reading the football fan for dummies book or something. Okay, and just because the kid went six for six and lit it up in a preseason game against the number twos, and might I add, it was the New York Jets, and, you know, the Jets are the Jets till proven otherwise. I mean, geez, you got your coach doing smelling salts on the sideline before the game. I mean, come on. Really? Let's let it play out. It's preseason. Eli didn't have to do anything. Okay, so what? He handed off the ball a couple times, three and out, boom, got his couple reps in and moved on. Okay? Look. Unless the Giants are 7-0 going into New England on the Thursday night, that is Eli's last game. And then we will transition to Daniel Jones. And look, I have an Eli jersey. I'm an Eli guy. I love it. I wasn't in the beginning. I wasn't in the beginning. I, I, I said, you know, we're buying the name. It's a Manning. We're just paying for the name, like Mercedes, four wheels. Every car's got four wheels that gets you from A to B. You're just paying extra for that name. So we're, you know, but the guy came in, he won two Super Bowls. He is the best quarterback in New York. 
He's won more Super Bowls than Phil Sims. Won more Super Bowls than Joe Willie Namath. So, I mean, he's the man. And let the man, he's earned the right to go, you know, one series and move on. He's earned that right. But it is the NFL. And just like when he came in and Kurt Warner, the Giants had a winning record. They sat Kurt Warner down and they put the kid in. So why is it going to be a surprise? Because, Eli, you got to expect it. And I know everybody's going to be hammering. But I don't care if the Giants are 0-6 going into Thursday night. It's Eli's till Thursday night. Let him finish out against New England. Against Tom Brady. Because then you have 10 days leading up to Arizona, who's probably going to come in with a worse record than what the Giants are going to have. So, you know, that's... 7 of 10 final home games, plus a buy in there, perfect time. So everybody just pump the brakes with Eli. And now, go down to 95 a little bit. What are the Eagles going to do? Now, okay, backup quarterback, broken wrist, out six, eight weeks. And I, I believe you got a kid. You got you got two kids in there. I didn't really check the roster, but I, I think you got to go sign a veteran because I'm sorry, Carson Wentz is not proven. He can last the season. Can he last the season? I don't know. Four two 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 four two eight. Be part of the show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I'm going to take a quick time out. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? It's Brian Socia from the Socia Network, 2 to 7 p.m. on 93.7 WSTW. And you're in the huddle with my boy, Coach Muddle. Blue 32! Blue 32! Hut, hut, hut! All right. We are back. Phone lines lighten up this morning. Lighten up this morning. All excited because I have a special treat, and I know I uh, had uh, tweeted this out uh, earlier in the week. We're going to have a special treat here. My former high school coach. Is calling in. All right. He'll be he should be calling in momentarily. So it should be fun and exciting. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully you guys can call in 2422-2428, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just type in Coach Muddle and I pop up. It will be uh real excited about this call here because let me tell you uh after the way the morning started i'm pretty heated and uh fired up if you can't tell uh i am 
you know, and if you heard me earlier in the week too, uh, with Gary thinking that a guy who quit a football team should get a ring is, you know, I, I really, I don't, I don't know how that, how that equates to anything you quit, you know, I mean, what, what do you get? What do you get? Like, you know, every kid gets a trophy again. Here, here we are. But, all right. You're in the huddle with Coach Muddle. What's going on? This is Coach Cotter. Oh, Coach Cotter. Here you go, guys. My former coach. And he he's here to attest. Now, Coach, I tell everybody, I was a three-position All-American, okay? And I was a, I, you know, I played end, guard, and tackle. I sat at the end of the bench. I guarded the water bucket, and I tackled anybody who went near it. So you know, and I was good at that. Well, I'll tell you what, brother. That's absolutely one hundred percent not true. You were a you were a heck of a football player, and uh, I, I really enjoyed coaching you. You were one of the more uh, tenacious uh, defensive linemen I've ever coached. So. Uh, Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Now, now here, let me get your take. You know, the big topic now is, uh, you know, the kid from Clemson who quit the team in the middle of the year. They're talking about why he should get a ring. Well, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the society we're in right now, Dan. Uh, you know, my opinion is Kelly Bryant made a decision, and uh, he was not part of the team when the national championship was won. And uh, there you go. There should be there should be no ring. I mean, uh, uh, I don't understand why people feel he deserves one. To be quite honest with you, but you know, I I think like I'm old school in the way I think. So uh, I just feel like you know he didn't honor his commitment to the football team, and therefore I don't see any reason for him to be rewarded uh, like the kids that stuck it out and, and put in the hard work. Absolutely. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, you know, but because now, you know, he's on to Missouri and if I'm in that Missouri locker room, I'm kind of eyeballing him a little bit because is this guy going to quit on me here? Like he did at Clemson. That that's the, that that's going to be in the back of my mind when, when I hit the field with this guy. Well, see, I, I, I kind of feel a little bit different about that end of the topic. I don't have a problem with what he did. I just have a problem with him, uh, you know, wanting something that he didn't earn. Uh, he, you know, Trevor Lawrence came in. Obviously, he was um, the guy. You know, the, the Coach Sweeney and the staff decided that, uh, you know, this kid's a special talent. You know, and it, I can understand Kelly Bryant being hurt by it. You know, I mean, it's you, you think about it. I think his record was something like uh, what any, anything. I think he had lost two games. Yeah, I think it was like sixteen and two, eighteen and two, somewhere like that. You know, that's a hard pill to swallow as a twenty-year-old kid to be pretty darn successful and have this young buck come in and take your job. But uh, so I don't have a problem with him transferring. I think you know he was he was definitely not going to play Clemson anymore. Trevor is probably the elite quarterback in the in the college ranks today. And uh, but you know I don't have a problem with him at Missouri. I thought I was a kid at Missouri um, <clears throat> until he proved otherwise. I think you know you got to give him a first shot. Right, right. I, I, I agree. Now, now, coach. Now, tell me what what do you think? And and. Uh, 
you know, I, I have a ton of old stories that, that are not fit for radio. We, we'd have to put it in a podcast uh, of, of some of the things because now here, and to let everybody know, I, you know, being a guy from New York who prior to going to Chantilly, Virginia, the furthest south he'd ever been was Giant Stadium in Jersey. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then, my, you know, my dad says, you can stay in New York, you're going to be a senior, and but take a ride down with me and check it out. And I just remember he drives by the school and I go, they got lights here? And the and we're in the school office and, yeah, we play on Friday nights. I went, oh, sold. I'm, I want to play under the lights, man. <laughs> That's right. You guys played Saturday afternoons in New York. Didn't you it? had to, Coach. You weren't allowed to play at night out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, I got real lucky in that, uh, you know, I, I worked with Mark Bendorf at uh, Mount Vernon High School. I, it was a school I played high school football at, and that was my first coaching gig under Bruce Patrick. And Mark Bendorf was there. Um, as the defensive line coach. And so I kind of learned my chops from him. And uh, when he got the job at Chantilly, I was in. You know, he gave me a call and said he wanted me on his staff. And and I drove all the way back from Miami, Florida. I, was, I had gone back down to do some graduate work at uh, a small school in Miami. Uh, but the second Mark called, uh, Coach Bendorf called, I was, I was back in my car and, and thrilled to be back in, Chantilly, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, buddy, man. Oh yeah, that, man, you know, that, that was a that was a that was a really good time. I mean that 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 first year we were all together was really awesome. It was, you know, uh, I, I felt like everybody was kind of on the same page. Uh, players were gung ho, coaches were more than gung ho, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> probably over the top gung ho. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I remember several ambulances at our practices uh, when we when we started. Uh, you know, but uh, everybody had the right intention, and it was to play football hard and disciplined and physical. And so it was just it was a, it was a really great, really enjoyed that year of coaching football. No question. Oh man, one of, one of my favorite drills. And, and I, I tell the kids this story all the time, is when we went one-on-one -on -one pass rush, oh, yeah. you guys had gotten those new pullovers that brand new it said Chargers on it. And Coach Sully, who's the, who was the offensive line coach at the time, would be the quarterback. And he told his guys that if anybody puts prints on this new pullover, they're going to run forever. And I just remember the whole group of us went over to because we had this like trough where the hose hooked up and the and the water just ran the entire practice, so there would be a big mud pile there, and we right. just put our hands in that mud and got full of mud and just couldn't wait to get at them. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think you were probably being. Uh encouraged from uh, the other side of the football that that jersey better be covered yeah, that's absolutely right man <laughs> yeah that was that was that was fun man uh, coach Sullivan was a very good offensive line coach uh, so the daily competition between his position group and our position group was uh, it, it was it was fun to, 
to watch that competition on, on a daily basis. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I, I just think that, you know, we got, you know, we got pushed to our limit every day. And, I mean, it was a, you know, well, for me personally, constantly looking over my shoulder because there was a guy going to step in and take my spot. And and, right. and today, I, I just feel like kids come in and they're anointed as, you know, they, they're the man. And, you know, and it just baffles me how, you know, kids accept that. Like, you know, where, you know, I came down as a guy, you know, you guys didn't know me from a hole in the wall. You know, right. and I had to come in and, and earn everything that I got because you had no idea. I mean, you know. I, I really want to be a linebacker. And, you know, I thought, okay, so I told Coach, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm actually strong safety. Because <laughs> up in New York, we played, we had the monster. It wasn't really, you know, we, we had the monster back. So I was like, yeah, I'm a monster back because I wanted to move around. And right. Coach Bendorf looked at me and goes, you're not a monster back. You're not. So he knew right, he knew my, my game right off the bat, man. And so he's like, look, I need I need an extra fullback, so we're going to make you a fullback. And that lasted about two days. And then uh, you came over and said, "Come, you're, you're over here now. You know? That's right. That's right. Well, I, I saw the natural aggressiveness about it. I knew what I had uh, on the if you think about that defensive line, it was it was every mixture of height, size, weight that you could possibly imagine. You know, you got Steve Francis, who was not very tall, but <laughs> yes. uh, that's being generous. But was one of the best defensive linemen I ever coached. And then you had Loving and Bryson on the other end, who were monsters, right? You know, and then and then uh, you know you you and several other guys mixed in there at you know. Right in between, so we had a little bit. We had a little bit of everything, but everybody was uh, everybody was a, a great with their hand in the dirt guy. Uh, you know, they did what I asked, and then, like you said, uh, it, competition I think breeds greatness. And there are a lot of kids that come into programs now with the sense of entitlement that I should be playing this, and I should be starting, and I, me, me, me. Whereas you know, you guys, we, we, we were pretty deep. We had probably seven or eight defensive linemen that could play. Right. And so you, you were right. I mean, it, you, didn't, you didn't get injured. <laughs> if you were injured, you sure as heck didn't tell me. <laughs> right. you, you know, because your job might be gone forever. You <laughs> right. Know? That, that was just the cold, hard reality of playing football uh, for, you know, that particular coaching staff was like, all right, we're sorry you're hurt, but we're moving on. Next, yeah. you know, we got we got we got to field a team on Friday night. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that competition definitely brought out the best in um, in all of you, no question. Absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of times where, uh, you know, Coach Wayne, our, our trainer, I, I, I had to, you know, practice my walk into the room before I got there to get taped up, you know, because I didn't want him to ask any questions about anything else. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's fine. I swear, I've always walked like this. Yeah, I'm just tired, man. I'm tired today. <laughs> well, I, I can't understand being tired after three, three and a, three hour practices a day. I, I just don't understand you being tired. Uh, yeah, come on now, 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 and 
for me, coming from New York, I, I never had such a thing where, I, you know, I show up at Chantilly for like two days. They put us on a bus and take us to Saluda, Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. And th- I just remember those uh, Navy jets were like at treetop level. They were so low. I mean, the first time I heard it, I think I hit the dirt so quickly. Like, <laughs> you know, I had no idea what was going on. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, that that was a tradition that uh, we started at Mount Vernon was uh, packing the buses full and going off in the middle of nowhere to get some team building and unity and get you all away from uh, all the other distractions that are normally around high school age young men. (laughs) And uh, so we, you know, the first thing... Coach Bendorf said was, we got to keep this going. I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and it's a, it's a unique, uh, it, it, it's a unique thing for a high school to do that. Um, uh, we were one of the, you know, now it's kind of commonplace that people go away and take their t- kids, but it wasn't back then. And, um, so it, we, we always looked at that, at it as, you know, we, we knew what kind of team we were going to be when we came out of camp period. Uh, we knew, you know, because it was football, football, and then for fun, we did some more football. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there was nothing else. There were no, uh, there was nothing else to do. There was nothing else to talk <laughs> right. about. So, you know, we yeah. knew literally the second we got on those buses to come home, what kind of team we, we would have. And uh, and we were really pleased with your all's group. Uh, you know, that, 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 that camp's not easy. Uh, and there's a lot of rules in place now where, you know, you can't do what we did. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> yeah, driving the uh, truck with 50 lights on it onto the field. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we weren't quite, we were quite done with that third you know, we, we needed a couple lights, so everybody pulled their cars and trucks up and, and provided some additional lighting, and then we went back to work. Oh, so. man. And, and my, my one part, I'll never forget this, where, you know, where I forget Lover's Lane or whatever, and kids snapped the ball, offensive lineman never moved, and I just ran by and lit the kid up. And you just jumped me for jumping off sides. And I remember Sully's like, the ball did move, coach. And you just kept saying, I in the sky doesn't lie. <laughs> I in the sky doesn't lie. We get into film that night. And you're like, oh, yeah, the ball didn't move. Sorry, moved on. And, but I, <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe they even caught it on film, me chasing you. Yes. Like the, the, the last picture is me, like, ready to – pounce on, on, on your back <laughs> yeah. for jumping off side. And, yeah. yeah, you know, I think I I probably sincerely apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, man, they, you know, there was, I wanted perfection. Um, I, I, I was going to get it. Uh, whether you guys wanted to give it or not, fortunately, you guys wanted to give it on, on a daily basis. It was, like I said, it, it really was. I mean, just a a great group of coaches, a great group of players, and uh, you know, I think we we set that program up for many, many, many years to come. Right, because so. they wound up winning a title in I think '95. They uh, sure did. You know, and, so. But you know, I've always I've always said my favorite teams aren't necessarily the teams that won championships. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough. You know, you guys set the program. And the, 
think we lost them. Damn, Coach, we lost you. I don't know if you can hear me, but we can't hear you. So, Coach, you still there? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Me? You're kind of breaking up, Coach. Okay. So, but all right. I, I, all, it's all I'm good, a, Coach, because uh, I gotta I gotta pay some bills around here. <laughs> all right, bud. So, I, man, I could we could do this for hours, man. I I, I think I got to do a, a podcast of some of these old. Uh, Old, old stories before uh, before dementia sets in for us, you know. Yeah, and, uh, I, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. That's for dang sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, listen, man, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Like you said, uh, anytime, uh, you know, on or off the air, you want to catch up and then relive the old glory <laughs> days, uh, I'm in. Awesome. Awesome, Coach. Awesome. I appreciate you calling, man. Fun, fun time. So Absolutely, thanks a lot, buddy. Bro. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. You do the same. All right. Take it easy. All right. There you have it. My old high school coach. Some some great war stories there. I definitely think i got to make a podcast because a, a, a lot of the stuff I wanted to get into probably not suitable for radio. So, But I'm going to take a quick time out. I know the phones have been blowing up. 422-2428. Coach Muddle. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just you know, type it in, be part of the show. Uh, we're having some fun. I'm going to, uh, take a quick time out and we'll be right back. ESPN 930 AM and 102.1 FM Delaware sports station. All right. Welcome back. 422-2428 coach muddle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just type it in, be part of the show. And uh, we're going to jump right into the phone lines. You're in the huddle with Coach Muddle. Who's Coach, this? it's Frankie P. from North. Hey, Frankie. How you doing, buddy? Good. Did you catch the Jet Giant game? Uh, you know, I caught a little bit of it. You know, not 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 much. Uh, you know, I, I was, you know, trying to, you know, not jump like a lot of these people have been jumping with. You know, it is one preseason game, so... Uh, right. you know right. well, we're, we're all excited about football and we're excited about the the giants and the jets uh i watched some of it but there was this big rain delay so i was flipping back and forth between that and the yankees but today's new york post had a pretty good article and it said that the team seems to be without controversy uh seems to be playing together as a team and, and the article went on to say that the circus may have left <laughs> and it talked about the defense a lot of three and outs and a lot of opening, good opening drives, uh, the opening drive by uh, by Sam Darnold. And uh, maybe we got good reason uh, for hoping for, a, a, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to predict numbers, and I certainly don't. I'm certainly not going to use the word playoff with you because I, I made that mistake last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly, honestly, I don't, I, I just can't put the stock into it's the first preseason game, and and I think okay, the starters are getting a series, and the Giants, because of Daniel Jones, kind of left that starters like the offensive line in a little longer to give the kid, uh, let him get a little more acclimated. Uh, right. But I, I just I I just don't can't put stock in that because you're trying to you have you have ninety guys right now on the team, and right. you're trying right. to trim it down to to fifty three. And you know, or or under sixty, so there there's thirty some odd guys that aren't going to be there 
in in a month, and you're trying to get right. looks to see, you know, they're playing for 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 a job, and you right. are, and you the only way to really you know, evaluate them is during these games because, you know, anybody could be a practice all American, but but when it, when it becomes, you know, real and guys are, are running around the field, it's the only real time. And, and in order to, to really evaluate them. So I just think that, you know, Hey, here's, here's some guys that you got to, you know, let's get them some work and see. That's why I'm not a big fan of shortening the preseason because you're shortening the opportunity for these young guys to, to make a team. Well said. Now, let me ask you, uh, you know, you were around the G-Men during this period. Oh, when there's a preseason game, I guess no coach wants to go 0-4 in the preseason, but I guess all coaches want to say, listen, we, we went 0-4, but uh, we really firmed up the line, or we really did the linebacking core, or we really made our best choices on who to retain isn't that it that's isn't that what it's all about but i mean no, not coach a- parcells wanted to win every game he 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 made it a point and honestly you know he he went in and he treated that like a regular football game and and really him as the head coach and i think this makes it you know bodes well and i i don't know that belichick may have followed the same thing but you know, hey, it's up to the position coaches to get those guys in and evaluate them because at the end of the day, you know, you're involved in making that cut, you know. So so if you need to see more film on this guy, you know, you need to get him out on the field and, and, and work him into whatever rotation, however they have it mapped out. Uh, and, and because, you know, back then, and, and Bill Parcells was the reason they went to the 90-man rule because Parcells have 120 guys in camp. You know, uh-huh. he, he, he'd sign guys just so other teams wouldn't sign them and keep them in camp as long as he could just so wow. other teams wouldn't, you know, wouldn't wouldn't sign them. Very protective, huh? Yeah, he was. And, and you know, and he, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to get the best talent and, and also, you know, you know, he wanted to make sure that you knew your job wasn't safe. He didn't care who you were. What 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 was his thinking that uh, we win these pre these four preseason games and that that sets the tone? The yeah, it's momentum. Over, you, it's you know, you carry that momentum into the into the into the regular season. I mean, that didn't bode well to the Lions, who didn't win a game. They went four and zero in the preseason and zero and sixteen in the regular season. So, you know, it, it doesn't really go both ways. But uh, you know, but that's the philosophy you want to build momentum and you know winning. Winning is just. And would he keep his starters in? Would he start his starters and keep them in? You know, I think he really had, you know, okay, the starters were a little bit, you know, went further each game. You know, they went, okay, a quarter or whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that was probably it. Now, and Frank, I apologize, buddy. I got to cut you off here. I have a, uh, my Nevada Nick. Is is blowing up the phone line right now for his his okay. desperately to get in get in and get on here. He's been on fire as of late, so right. I appreciate uh, the call, Frank, and uh, we'll talk again, buddy. All right, be well. See you around camp. All right, thanks. All right, and here he is, without any intro music or anything. I thought it was put up here, and and I have to uh, apologize. 
It's not. You win five straight. You, you can't win even five get a straight. You music. can't. You're Come still. On, you're coach. still eating pork and beans, buddy. You're still uh, in the pork and uh, in the alley. The pork casinos and, beans, and the yeah. bookmakers. <laughs> you know they're all losing money. You know they want Nevada Nick put away. He's on fire. They're trying all to you know simmer me down. Not going to happen. Nevada Nick just picks winners, baby. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I and I have to apologize to you for that because I mean. This morning, just big, big craziness. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, I told you earlier uh, when we spoke, uh, you know, that I had Coach Brown from Netflix on and, you know, nice. the powers to be didn't think that it was uh, appropriate and big, big, whole big mess. But, I, you know, and I, I told everybody I'm going to make sure that it's up on my, you know, up in my podcast uh, after the show and get some approved. I'm doing air quotes for everybody at home air quotes approved clips for next week's show <laughs> you know? okay so uh so and I, th- I think part of your 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 stuff kind of got got caught in that as well in the whole uh debacle of that so i apologize but before i leave here i'll make sure it's it's we're up and running <laughs> it sounds good <laughs> so so five and oh you're five and oh now yep. tell me, uh, you know you, uh, your Eagles uh, play Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Your backup quarterback breaks his wrist, right? And now, I mean, where where what do you where do you go from here? Because you got two, you know, well, pretty much unknown of, guys back there. Yeah, there's a lot of um, talk about Kaepernick, which. I think is it would be a big mistake, and not because of anything politically or any of that. I agree. It's the it's the circus he's going to bring, just like Tim Tebow. I love Tim Tebow, but Tim Tebow brought a circus. Like, and it's just all the media attention, and then you know it's quarterback controversy. And look, nobody Kaepernick isn't going to come in and ever make Carson Wentz worry about his job that's that's not the issue i just think it's going to be you know how long has it been coach it's i mean it's over yeah, two years yeah it's been that two, he hasn't yeah. played it's been quite and, a while i just and right. i agree i just don't think uh actually i just don't think the arm was there to begin with he yeah. he well, you got to remember this year they went to the super yeah. bowl well, he was running that college really that college offense that he right. ran in college, and once right, they moved on from that, he yeah. you sh- you saw how he couldn't couldn't handle it. You know, he just didn't. Right. Have the well, strength. Harbaugh really molded that offense to him, and then like you know too a lot. Sometimes when something comes out new, much like Chip Kelly's offense, you know you can have a lot of success. They had a lot of success, and then I think you know you get that just like the Rams. Or, or the Saints, you, you get that somebody shows you the way to, to slow it down or stop. And a lot of times it's Bill Belichick, you know. Right. And, you know, and then there's a blueprint for how to stop it. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Kaepernick ever had the, the arm talent either. But he did really kind of take the league by storm there. And, you know, it was that dual, dual threat quarterback. But um, with the Eagles, I, I think, look, it comes down to this. How many teams have the luxury of two very good quarterbacks like the Eagles did? Not many. Probably none. 
I mean, they had the best quarterback situation for the last three years. Carson Wentz has to stay healthy. I mean, your franchise QB. You paid him all the money, unproven. Can't not be playing at the end of the season in the playoff time. Right. So that's the and and that and that. I mean, I mean, it's not Carson's fault, but you know that's what he needs to prove, and that's why I think they wanted it. They didn't want any more of the Nick Foles behind him. I think they wanted Carson just to be able to take this team, and we'll see what happens. But if he gets hurt, man, Eagles fans are going to be really. Uh, you know, it's going to be pretty dramatic around here. I can, so I let me ask you: Do you think? Do you think the Eagles, you know, sit and wait and see if there is a playoff caliber quarterback on the waiver wire and bring I him mean, in? Uh, I mean, just... yeah, you see who gets cut because the rookie they drafted. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if maybe I could have. <laughs> took a few snaps and played a little better than he did. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be like Jared Lorenzen, the other guy who sadly passed away, yeah. the old Kentucky the quarterback, lefty. lefty. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean that's a possibility. But you know, a two coach, it's so hard to bring a guy. Now, look, he, obviously you're hoping he doesn't play anyway, but still, it's hard to bring a guy in. In the end of August, after you've had your mini camps and all your installations, and you know what I mean, and then training camp, and um, you, you know, to, to learn a very uh, difficult offense like the West Coast offense is. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's a possibility. Um, the one thing with the Eagles, though, except for quarterback now, funny, but they're deep everywhere. Um, I, I really, re- uh, and even Doug Peterson even said it this week that this team is more talented than the Super Bowl team. And I think it is. And that doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, things need to line. And, you know, you got to stay healthy somewhat. You know, need a couple breaks to go your way. But, I mean, you look at this team. You you know, Darren Sproles is your third running back or or fourth running back. I mean, you have Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Corey Clement. Now, Corey Clement's the fourth running back. And then you got Darren Sproles. But that's four pretty good running backs. Then you got Zach Ertz and and uh, Goddard, Dallas Goddard. Then you got probably one of the best off top three. I mean, I think it's the best, but definitely top three offensive lines in the league. Then you got Aguilar, Jeffrey, and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, offensively, and then defensively, they're pretty good too. Um, they got the kid from Washington to play Washington to play middle linebacker to go in for Jordan Hicks. Um, I'm a little worried about losing Michael Bennett, um, but they brought Vinny Curry back. They got Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, who was hurt, coming back. Uh, they got Malik Jackson from the Jaguars, good defensive tackle. To go with Fletcher Cox, and then Tim Jernigan is going to be a backup, and he's a heck of a defensive tackle. And then they have like five or six good corners. They got Andrew Zendeha from um, the Vikings, special teams ace, and a good backup safety to come in. And then they just got Jonathan Cyprian, who was a Pro Bowl safety, to play backup safety as well. So... I mean, they're deep. They could take a couple injuries, you know, and have fallen in just like with line. They they drafted a first-line offensive tackle who's going to be a backup this year. You know, so the, I, the Eagles, I mean, the, the, there's there's expectation there, and with, with expectations come pressure, but uh, they should definitely be very good, I think. All right. Well, I mean, they, they are the, you know, I think everybody has kind of written off the Giants and the Redskins and, pretty much calling it a 
two-horse race between Dallas and, and the Eagles. And, you know, right. Dallas has their own list, you know, that whole circus that is Dallas uh, yeah. of, it, of itself. But you got to wonder, too, how much the Zeke situation is going to – because it really looks like both of them are just drawing a line in the sand. Zeke saying, I'm not playing without a contract. And the Joneses are saying they're willing to pay him top five money. But the big thing is Todd Gurley got his contract, and it was the biggest running back contract ever. And then Le'Veon Bell came out this year and got his free agency contract, and he was a free agent. You know, Gurley had years of free agency left, and he gave him up to sign a contract. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was a free agent, could be signed by anybody, and not having to give up draft pick compensation or any type of compensation. And his deal was lower. So the Cowboys feel as if the, re- the the market reset itself a little bit because, you know, everybody's afraid because what happened with Gurley? He right. signed a huge contract, and in the first year of it, he gets hurt, you know, at the end of the year and was ineffective in the playoffs. And you know how it is with running backs, Coach. I don't need to tell you. So, um, But I, I think you got to keep a close eye on that situation. Um the longer it drags out, the worse it is for the Cowboys. I mean, they need Zeke. Uh, he's he's the he's the he's he's the legs to that team. He really is. You know, Zeke's how it starts, and that's you know them. That's the, it's run the ball and play defense, and then get the, you know play action pass off running the ball. So if Zeke doesn't come in, you know, I think it's a one team race. I don't know if you, you you were trying to say you think Washington and. The Giants have a shot. I just don't think they're there yet. Both with rookie QBs, and, and I don't know. No, I, no, I don't think I don't think either one of it, of them is there yet. And, mm-hmm. and I think I think the Giants looked. I mean, if we're just basing it on the preseason games, the Giants looked far better than the Redskins did. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so to me, uh, you know, I, uh, but but yes, I still think there's a huge gap. Yeah. Now, there's a huge gap there. The one thing I'd think I'd say about the Redskins, you know, the Redskins had a nice start to last year. They were in first place. Their, their defense looked very good, but they've had a lot of trouble with injuries on the offensive line. You know, and now Trent Williams is holding out. Right, right. Um, so. But I mean, they're talented. There, there is some talent with the Redskins. Um, if Dwayne Haskins can come in and maybe, you know, be better than we thought, or you, you don't know anymore. Like a lot of times, you'd have these, you know, rookies coming in. You just think, well, they're a rookie, but you're seeing now, much like Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, rookies can acclimate to the league a lot quicker than they used to be able to. You know, so I mean, if Washington's going to do anything. I think it's going to be because Dwayne Haskins has, uh, you, you know, a better year than, than anybody would think. And then, because like I said, I, there is talent on their defense. Well, I so. think, I think, but here's the here's the key, though. I think I think Trent Trent Williams is is the key. He's that he's the stud on that offensive line, and he's, oh, you need that he, left tackle. And you, I mean, you you really need that left tackle a for your quarterback. But I mean, you have you have two good running backs there. Yeah. Who, who well, you know, are, are I think believe, you got to get them. Top, Go ahead. The top three positions: quarterback, left tackle, corner. 
I mean, it's all you know. You go, uh, you, you, I, they, you I, go I, see, I disagree outside. there. I think I think you need a pass rusher before you need the corner. Well, no, I yeah, mean, you, you know, need what? a guy to get there. You're right. You're right. You know. Now that's right in there too. I mean, right. you definitely need to, especially in the, in the game the way it's played now. You have to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. If you don't, they're going to sit back and just pick you apart. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of pressure, mm-hmm. five and zero, oh. right? Okay, what what do we, what do we have for the to keep right. the streak alive, so, buddy? You know, Nevada Nick's hot. So Nevada, <laughs> Nevada Nick's saying, you know what? Why not go with a hot team? You know what I mean? Just stick with the they're on fire. I'm on fire. I'm going to go with the Mets, who've, <laughs> who've won seven straight. I think it's fifteen or sixteen. Um, I you know it's a little risky. I mean, you, they're going against Corbin for the Nationals and but Cindergard's pitching, and they I'm telling you the Mets. If they could hit the ball a little better, the pitching's there. Ever since they got Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays, I mean, you got DeGrom, Cindergaard, you got Stroman. You know, they have a very good pitching staff. And I'll tell you, watch out for the Mets. I'm telling you now, if they crack into the playoffs, that is a dangerous team because of their pitching. Um, They could be incredibly dangerous. So I'm going to go with the Mets. And then my other team, uh, Red Sox had really, you know, like, like I called last week, they got swept in the doubleheader, got, then got swept yep. in the four-game set by the Yankees. Uh, have been struggling a little bit, but they've won the last two. Um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox, too. So it's, I'm going to give out the Mets and the Red Sox, and then we'll be talking about 7-0 and next week. <laughs> all right, on fire. I, you know, the smoke coming through the phone line. He's on, he's, <laughs> he's on fire. Man. <laughs> As always, Nevada Nick, great stuff, uh, you know, and uh, we, we'll we'll look forward to uh, next week as we get right. one and week then closer in two to or football. Three weeks, I'll be in the studio for an hour, so uh, looking looking forward to it, Coach. Awesome, awesome! I can't wait, man! I can't wait. All right, as always, All right, coach, it's great. Talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. You have a great week. We'll talk. All right, there we have it, Nevada Nick. Will he stay hot? Okay. So uh, we have that. It's been, man, time flew, flying by, man, flying by. Going to take a quick time out and uh, come back and wrap up the huddle. Uh, remember, 422-2428. Lots of uh, uh, tweets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just type in Coach Muddle. Be part of the show. And uh, shout out to Timmy Bryson, who said Camp Saluda was our last chance you. And, uh, yeah, you're probably right, buddy. But let me take that quick time out, and uh, I'll be uh, right back. All right. We're back. We're going to wrap up. We're going to break the huddle. It's been a great show. Uh, Thanks for all the the calls. Uh, My former coach for chiming in, Nevada Nick. It's been great. And we will see everybody next week. Same time, same channel. Check out CoachMuddle.com and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm going to have the uh, Coach Brown interview up here shortly uh, so you can check it out and get all that worked out. So we'll see you next week. We're out.